Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. All right, so we are back at it again for episode number nine of the Soul Rollers podcast, Jiu-Jitsu Life and Self-Mastery. My name is Jackson Gage. I'm here with my cohort, William P.T. Dennis, named after P.T. Barnum. Um, I think that's an awesome story behind that middle name. <laughs> Anyhow, um, just checking in. We had to take a couple weeks off. Uh, William was moving and then the holidays and everything. And, and you know, we got to spend time with family. So um, we're back at it. And I uh, just want to catch up on a few things, man, that have been going on in the past few weeks. Uh, William, I think last time we talked, I don't know if we mentioned it, but William was working toward uh, his first tournament, and and that got canceled because of COVID. Um, and yeah, man, we just been uh, just been going at it. So I ended up getting my blue belt during this this time that we haven't been recording, which was a pretty awesome surprise. And uh, yeah, we can talk about that as well. So how's everything going, William? Everything going, Good, with you, man. man? It's nice to uh, be back on here. I missed it. Um, but yeah, we can chat about your blue belt. How was that like uh, experience for you? That's what I want to hear about first. Uh, well, uh, we had, because of COVID, usually what, usually what happens is the, the four affiliated schools in the area get together and it's like a huge celebration you know when they do promotions uh they have super fights usually if you're getting promoted he'll my professor will pick super fights between the guy getting promoted and and another guy and you got to go in front of everyone and fight and uh you know that's not happening because of covid so promotions are just like whoever's at class that day you do a little promotion which was nice you know it was nice for me i didn't mind not having the big celebration and all that and uh, we just had a normal class. There was a small class. There was like 10 of us in there. And at the end, he uh, pulled out three blue belts. And me and two of my training partners who are always, always training together, uh, we got promoted. So I was pretty surprised. You know, I, I've seen so many YouTube videos about guys talking about how they feel like they're not ready for their blue belt. And I could kind of, I, I can kind of understand that. But also... I, I have to remind myself that I don't really understand what a, what a blue belt consists of, you know, from my perspective, my professor does. So I had to remind myself that because I was kind of like, fuck, damn it, do I know this? Do I know that? What if he asked me to do this? I don't even know this fucking move. Shit, but I got my blue belt, you know? So, but with all that being said, to me, it was, it's, it was a huge reward for a lot of work put into something that I really love, man. And, uh, I had to take some time to just stop and pause and, and express some gratitude to, to God, man, to the universe, because uh, I think we talked about it. We've so being that we were in, a, I'll go back to our, our career, being that we we're in this career, because I think this applies to a lot of people. So many people don't follow the, that inner calling or follow their soul's calling because of society's pressure to do certain things, you know, or the people around them pressure telling you to do certain things. So me and you both had like this really high paying prestigious career in law enforcement. And for some reason we were led out of that career. And for me, 
it was a scary time because I didn't know what I was going to do, you know, but I kind of just walked by faith as we've talked about before in life. And I just trust like, fuck man, every successful person I know says have faith in your vision, man. All of them, they say have faith. And then you see them thanking God or the universe as they win their awards and shit because of the faith that they had. And, uh, letting go of that like making the move to jump out of that fucking american idealistic career and to go into the unknown has led me into this beautiful place of life that i'm at right now where i'm the happiest i've ever been i've somehow found brazilian jiu-jitsu which is the first time in my life really man i've done a lot of things i love but i've never found something that i just want to dedicate my life to because i love it that much and brazilian jiu-jitsu is that thing that I've found that I never would have found if I didn't take the leap out of the, out of that career and out of that, you know, stable comfort zone. And, uh, you, you hear it over and over, you know, if you jump into the unknown, that's where the beauty of life unfolds. A lot of spiritual teachers will say that, but as you sit in your comfort zone and you hear that, you're like, well, yeah, that sounds nice, but that's a scary fucking uh, thing to ponder and most people will never leave it. So anyhow, all that being said, that jumping out of that comfort zone has led me to this place where I've shed the negative people in my life. You know, I'm totally concentrated on self mastery and personal development every single day. And I'm training jujitsu, man. And I fucking love it. I don't care about like, if I could just spend all my, if I could find a way, even if I got to take less money, whatever it is to just train all the time, man, like that's what I, that's all I want to do. And I'm grateful that I found this shit and getting the blue belt was just kind of a reminder, like, Hey man, you're on the right path. And that was fuck. That was like Anthony Bourdain said, he said, getting his blue belt was the happiest day of his life other than his daughter's birth. And I can tell you, man, like, yeah, that, that was like, that's a big fucking a big day, man. A big reward. Just for the day. Then after that, you're like, all right, now fucking grind again, man, because now you gotta now you kinda gotta live up to that fucking color around your, your waist. You know, you, you you're gonna have white belts who who wanna go a little harder with you to prove they can beat you, you know. So then you gotta put your skills to the test. Then you got other blue belts who wanna tell you like, well, you're not my level of motherfucking blue belt, you know? And uh so it never it never ends, but um yeah, man. It was a it was a great day, man. So, yeah. Thanks for asking about that. Well, yeah. Congratulations, mm. man. That's a lot of work. Thanks, man. You yeah, in. you know. Yeah, man. And also, real quick, man, uh, while we're on the topic, it's also, you know, I have two daughters who train jujitsu, and it's not really their passion, but they're fucking pretty good, man. You know, they've done it since they were little. One started in fourth grade, one started in as a three-year-old. And uh, to to just be able to show them, that was my the happiest moment of all that, of the whole blue belt thing. The happiest moment was FaceTiming my my daughters and fucking holding, showing them, the, and you. I was happy to show you too, man. And FaceTiming my daughters and showing them the fucking blue belt, you know, because they see their dad fucking working hard at something and they know it's something that's hard and they know the blue belt isn't easy to get. You know, so modeling for them hard work and working on something you love is the most important thing to me. So, yeah, man, it's a good day. So that's good, man. Happy, man. Like I say, congratulations. Yeah, I love that's love this. Shit. It's inspiring. It's great. Yeah. And and the few things we talked about when you got that um, was about like, <clears throat> you know, the balance of life, like how you have to 
uh, you have to change things about your lifestyle to make that possible, to be able to show up to training, to take the time out, to do the training. And one thing about uh, jujitsu that I love is there's no shortcuts. If you got the belt, you earn the belt. There, you can't get a belt for free. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a legitimate, true person that's done jujitsu, like you've done the work, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm sure some businesses try to hand them out to like popular people to get people interested in them or something. But the true, someone who's done the training, you can't shortcut the training. You either do it or you don't. So that's yeah. a powerful thing. And then like we were talking about um, the container that these belts are. Like when you get your white belt, there's a certain set of skills and knowledge and experience you need to gain to get go through the stripes or whatever your school has in place. Um, you have to gain a certain amount of knowledge that you do get to the blue belt. And the blue belt's a new container of experience and knowledge and growth that needs to be on top of the white belt so you can move on, you know, move forward. And those yes. are the kind of the analogy I use to like how that progression is. Cause when you're a brand new blue belt, I don't know how you feel about going into training. It's like, there's still trepidation or, or like, okay, I got a lot to learn. I, I got to earn this belt. I got to live into it, you know, some, so to speak. And, and I know that's the same thing with stripes on my belt. You know, it's like, Hey, when I get, you know, the next stripe on my belt, I'm like, Oh man, now I got more responsibility almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to earn your stripes. You got to earn your belt and, and there's no shortcuts and there's no finish line. And, and I think those things are really applicable to life and personal development and growth. And for you to get your blue belt, it really shows that you've done the work and, and you put in the time and you've got that container filled to a certain level. And now you're on a new part of that journey to gain more knowledge in a, in a different aspect and different capacity. Cause it's like what we talked about with the shift, that book you gave me a long time ago in that book, he said, you know, things in life come to you, you go, you end up coming full circle right to a point where you've been before, but you're at that point as a different person with a different perspective, a different knowledge base. And so you see what's in front of you totally different. So it's like going up a spiral staircase in life. You're, you're, you could come back to a similar point in life, but you, you, you see it as a different person when you do the type of work that jujitsu requires of you. If that makes sense. You come to that point in life as a different person with a different set of a uh, uh, different viewpoint, different perspective, and a different base of wisdom and knowledge that gives you an ability to look at life differently. So what do you think is one of the biggest insights that you've gained through this journey to Blue Belt? How long did it take you to get your Blue Belt also? Uh, it took me, well, we can talk about the fucking injuries at, at some point, but uh. <laughs> I've had a lot of injuries, you know, so, and I'm 41. So anyone listening to this, who's that age, don't be discouraged by your injuries. They're going to fucking happen, work through them. And it's just the universe testing the fuck out of your ass. Don't give up, you know, show up to class, take notes, watch fucking BJJ fanatics. If you love it, fucking learn it and, and keep absorbing the info, even if you're injured, because I've had like, now I've had like a year during, from the time I started, I've had a year's worth of injuries within that time to get in my blue belt. I had one, I've been out one year, so I haven't calculated it, but I think about, I started in January, 2019 and I got my blue belt in December of 2020. So that's two years of jujitsu, but with about 11 months of injury. So a little over a year, probably. Probably a little yeah. over a year, man, of just constant. But then when I'm not injured, I don't miss class and shit. You know, I'm there in my free time. I'll fucking get high at night and watch goddamn BJJ fanatics. You know, like, 
I'm, I'm, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole lifestyle to the process, man. As you know, you know, like jujitsu, taking cold, taking cold bath or showers, cold dips in the pool to keep the inflammation down and feel better. You do everything you can to feel better, even if you are injured. So I don't know how I got on that topic, but um, it was a little over a year or maybe a, yeah, about a year, I think. So, but you've been committed and committed to this goal for over two years. And I want to point out that mentality yes. is what carried you through, through injuries and hardships. You have to have that in every aspect, not just jujitsu, but in your life, you got to see there's going to be setbacks and there's nothing you could do about that. But you didn't change exactly. your, your goal because you were injured. You didn't say, ah, oh, well, maybe it's just not for me. You know, you Great stay point. committed for a two year period. You didn't just go, ah, oh, no, I'm hurt. I'm older. I'm whatever and give up yeah. your mentality stayed the same regardless of injury not injury you know whatever it is so that's a very that's important a, thing to point out dude that's a very very good point because during those during that injury time there was no doubt of well i'm still getting my i'm still going to get my fucking i'm still going to continue in jujitsu i just have to have the mindset that this is going to make me stronger i'm going to get better because of these injuries and i'm going to continue and and in training and jujitsu. So, I mean, even with the, even with the, like the back injury that I had, which was really fucking six or seven months, I couldn't do shit. You know, even with that, I, I'm, I would venture to say that that would cause some people to just not even train jujitsu. And I had multiple people tell me, well, you can't go with that shit. I've had with that injury that you have, you shouldn't go back and train. Not, not a doctor, but other, just other people through their experience you know that said oh no you can't go back and train with that injury you're gonna hurt yourself really bad i'm like fuck you no way you know let me hear some positivity let me change the channel to some positive shit that says i am gonna go back and train you know and just focus on that and uh to anyone listening you know that if you're starting your journey or you're in the middle of your journey you know i'm just scratching the fucking surface of this shit i don't you know I'm just, just barely get blue belt is just a good white belt, man. You know, that's it. It's a white belt who just kept fucking getting his ass beat. That's pretty much what it is to me, you know? And your professor's like, oh, this guy's not going to quit. He's fucking continue to get his ass beat. Good job, blue belt. You know, that's what it looks like to me. But, uh, you know, just if you're starting, if you've got kids, if you're working, you know, I work fucking graveyard shift. All these fucking injuries, you know, just started a business and that those things, you know, can never get any fucking sleep. I'm not complaining or trying to blow it up, but I just want to sh tell you, as long as you keep focus on your goal, doesn't matter what the fuck else you're doing, just remain focused. You'll, you'll reach your goals, you know? And, uh, cause I know that a lot of people let things, oh, my family, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I'm working too much. I can't train. You can't get into ah, work today. I can't get into training, you know? But if you if you want it, you'll make it happen, whatever your fucking goal is, you know, whether it's jujitsu or or fucking I don't know, whatever it is, you know, like you just just stay at it. And I think that's what jujitsu teaches you that carries over to life. You just yeah, that that to answer your question from fucking a few minutes ago, that what was one thing that uh, you can share is that I think that one of the big things that carries over into your life from jujitsu is that when you set a goal. The only thing stopping you from you, you know, the only thing between you and your goal is whether you quit or not, you know, because the goal is going to get reached. Once you see the goal there, it's just like you're walking down a path and you see something, you see a, a destination you want to get to. 
there may be a bunch of shit in the middle that's going to stop you. But if you see the fucking destination, you can get to the motherfucker. You know, you can get to that destination. But uh, yeah, you I just think can't let we, all the we, shit in between. Exactly. What we end up doing is as soon as something gets in between, you focus on that and you forget mm. about the bigger picture. Because if you're running a marathon and, and there's three hurdles from starting to, to finish line um, and you focus on those three hurdles, you lose sight of the finish line. You lose sight of the overall goal. And that's what, you know, our brains are trained to do just for survival. And mm. so we, we take, oh, this is going to be difficult. Well, there's only three of them. So just let them come when they come and, and, and do what you can to get over them and continue on. But, and I, I think I learned that too, is letting go of the outcome, letting go of like when I get the next stripe or when I get promoted or when you do, just really going in there like, hey, what can I get out of today? What is one thing I can learn about what I shouldn't be doing? Like, ooh, you shouldn't be sticking your arm out here. Or you shouldn't be doing this or you, you got to get your frames right. What is something I can learn that I can add or take away that I don't need that I do all the time or a mistake I make pretty regularly? And that's what something I was sharing yesterday when I went to class was I come here to see my weaknesses. Like, what is my weakest point? And then I'll start working on that. And that's a beautiful thing that the mats give you is they expose your, your biggest weaknesses. And I apply that to my marriage, too. It's like, man. What is it that I'm most insecure about or most nervous about or most wanting to avoid out of fear, insecurity, doubt, past wounding, whatever it is that gets in the way of me really being close with my wife? Same thing with jujitsu. What is it that gets in the way of me actually like, oh, I just don't like this position. I don't like the pass. And so anytime we go into training, we're going to do a roll and he's like, hey, start in close guard. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be on top. I keep getting swept when I try to get out of people's close guard. And so eventually I'm going to figure this out. So I keep trying to build my base and I keep trying to keep them from sweeping me. But if I just go, oh, no, no, I want close guard every time, I'll never get better. So I avoid my weaknesses. I can't improve. And I think that's something that if you don't quit, you can get there. You know, you can learn that. You can see the value of the struggle, the difficulty, the mistakes, whatever it is that led you through two years with injuries, everything else. There's a lot of mistakes. Uh, a lot of challenges that present themselves. And and we can talk about the balance of like day-to-day -day life and trying to get the family there, the kids there, planning dinner, everything you got to do, going to work, whatever it is you got, the challenges you face to to get to jujitsu, it's all present for all of us. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it's it's making that decision and that commitment and figuring it out from there. So uh, that's kind of what I was seeing and, and taking away from the thing. So yeah, man, it, uh, yeah, the, the yeah that word there, that's it's just the commitment, you know. And I see a lot too, man. I'm sure you see it. I don't know if, yeah, you see it. Like you see guys, even guys who are pretty good, they show up now and then. Or yeah, I'll see guys come in, um, come in for a month or two, and then they disappear, you know. And that's just the lack of discipline. They want the if that's happening, it's because you kind of want the reward without the work, you know. Yeah. But the beauty of jujitsu is, to me, the reward, the beautiful fucking reward of it, the reward is in the work. You know, the reward is, is not the fucking skills you get 10 years from now. It's the everyday fucking grind that, yeah. that magnifies, like you said, magnifies your weaknesses and allows you to get better at something on a daily basis. Because, you know, how often as humans now are we getting better at something on a daily basis? Most humans you know, if you talk to most people, what did you challenge the fuck out of yourself today with? What was your weakness and what did you improve upon? You know, 
that should be something you can answer on most days of your life, I think, as a human. And jujitsu allows you a stage to do that every single day, man. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just really, it's just really about the grind and the commitment, you know, and that'll get you where you're going because, you know. Well, and I think a lot of people would ask you like, well, how'd you do that? How'd you get a blue belt? What'd you do? You know, but really, I think a better question a lot of the times is what did you not do? What did you not do that got you there? You know, because I guarantee you there's a lot of choices you made that were more in alignment with getting that blue belt than there was making choices out of alignment with that. So what I mean is, is what did you not do, which is meaning you didn't go to the movies or do all these other things that other people chose to do instead of going to training. You know, yeah. you didn't, you didn't stay out later than you needed to, or, you know, you didn't, you know, plan things on the days that you have training and you're committed to going to the training. You know, yeah. what are those things, those kind of commitments you made, do you think that really put you over the top? And I'm sure there's small oh. things, but that would be helpful for anyone to, to, when you're making a commitment, what do you not do that gets in, gets you out of alignment with that commitment? That that's is a, a very important point to me. That's a, that's a great question, man, because, uh, it you know it just comes down to really the discipline man because like for me for instance i i work fucking graves so and i train at night so i have to plan my day to get everything done prior i wake up at two or three train at five so in between like two o'clock and five is okay prepare something get ready something to eat do a little bit of yoga and stretch walk the dogs you know everything is laid out for in order to around the training day you know everything is planned ahead of time okay in my mind you're gonna get done at this time um the things that i don't do is like for instance sunday morning i have my daughters we like to hang out watch tv have a nice morning together cook them breakfast i don't do that so i can train on sundays you know and uh you know so we can do this podcast i take that time away from my daughters you know which is it's a big deal but at the same time they get to see their father dedicating himself to something big, you know, bigger than himself. And for me, that's, that's more important than any, anything that they can see something that, that you love, you know? And the other thing that I've, for instance, if I want to, maybe I want to go see a girl or something, maybe I'm dating somebody or something like that. And I want, you know, okay, this is a fucking adult uh, podcast. So, you know, I'm just going to talk like if we were talking in person. Okay. I might want to get some pussy one night, you know, and, you know, I put jujitsu above pussy. I'm going to be fucking completely honest with you many times, you know, I would rather train than go get pussy. And that is where discipline comes in because, you know, it, that to answer your question, what have you taken away? You know, I have to have the timing has to be perfect. I might have to neglect the fucking chick I'm dating and shit for a week, two weeks because training comes first to me, you know, if she wants to hang out, then she can fucking train jujitsu, you know, and most, a lot of people may not have that type of discipline, you know, I see a lot of guys get girlfriends and stop training, you know, but is that girlfriend really worth your fucking goals? You know, is she worth, if that's your goal, then yeah, go for it. But um, you can't let anything dissuade you from the mission at hand, whatever your mission may be in life, you got to put it first and and figure out how to work everything else in. You know, I do get a lot of time with my daughters and I do miss training sometimes 
to be with them. Thursday nights, I miss training. I, that's my archery night with my little daughter. You know, Fridays, I miss training. Two days, I miss training because time with my daughters. But I'm making sure that some of those days, Sunday morning, I don't miss training, you know. So, yeah, man, you got you, you to gotta sacrifice some. For any big goal, man, you got to make some sacrifice, you know. Yeah. So those are a couple of the things that I've, I've had to sacrifice you know, during, uh, on the way to that, uh, on the way to that first little notch there, you know, um, and there's a constant, like for me, I'm constantly in my mind. I don't know if you do this, but you know, you want something to happen. So you just keep the vision in your mind all the time. Like, okay, I want to make space for more training. Fuck, it's not possible right now, but keep the vision and, and work toward it and have faith that's going to open up, you know, there's going to be time for more training and more. Cause honestly, I mean, you're getting a lot of training in and if I could, that's the one thing where I'm like, damn it, I got to figure out how to train more days per week because that's how you get better. You just put the fucking time in. And yeah. while, while I, while I have this thought, um, just to piggyback on that, the, you know, there's nothing special for me. It's nothing special to sometimes, especially as a newer white belt, I look at blue belts and like, man, they must know some fucking shit, you know, like they must, you know, damn, they got their blue belt. There's some badass motherfuckers right there, you know? And, uh, for me, it's just more, I've said it before, but there's a lot of shit. I don't know, man, that maybe I should know, you know, there's a lot of fucking techniques and shit. I don't know, but I think getting to your blue belt is more about fucking really just showing you're not going to quit, having the grit to, to go in there and fight every night and, and putting in the work, you know, and just implementing what you can, you know, implementing what you can, trying to get better, showing that you have the want to improve and not quit. Because basically when your professor gives you your blue belt, he, he wants to, I mean, from, I would think for one, he's putting, you're his blue belt. So he's not, he wants you to show that you're not going to fucking for one, you're not going to be, you're not going to quit, be come and go, you know, like, oh, I got a girlfriend, I'm not showing up. I'm sure he wants to give his blue belts to people who are going to show, make him, make him look good, man. You know, that's his gym. You're his blue belt. You go to an open mat somewhere. He doesn't want you to get fucking smashed. You know, he wants you to show that you got some skills. So I was going somewhere with that, but I forgot what the fuck it was. But anyhow, sorry. Okay, yeah, go ahead, I think I've been talking for a while. Me, uh... You know, I think that comes with it's it's like I was saying about the containers, like for most people to understand the work that has to be put in. It's like mm -hmm. you walk to the beach and you pick up a single grain of sand and you come back and you put it in a cup. And every mm -hmm. day, every time you do a class or you, you, you go train, you get to pick up one more grain of sand. And that's what you fill up your container with. You know, that's a very difficult scenario for most people, because most people want to know just, OK, how do I get from A to B? I just I don't want to know. I don't, I want the rewards without the sacrifice, so to speak. And when you look at it, like, you know, just because you have a title, it doesn't necessarily give you anything. You still have to do the work. You know, you still have to gain the experience, the self-belief, the knowledge, and the, you know, as you work for a goal, it's all about the journey. It's who you become in the process. Because now that you have the title, you know, which is the blue belt, it doesn't mean anything without the experience and the knowledge you've gained along that journey, if that yes. makes sense. And that's where it's like, I'm trying to find more value and let go ego-wise ego 
of any outcome or stripe or whatever promotion. Um, and I don't know if that's true now that you've got your promotion, if you've seen it's differently, but it's like, well, if I show up for class and I focus on the move of the day or adding something to close guard, uh, now we're adding, I'm adding rubber guard to the close guard, which is exciting. And I just focus on the incremental changes that are day-to-day -day, present moment stuff right here, right now that I, it's tangible and I can touch. The other stuff will take care of itself. And I think if we hold that perspective and apply it to different aspects of life, most of the time we're guided by our fears. We're not guided by our vision. That's how, what I believe about every aspect of our life. If I'm insecure in my half guard, what am I most afraid of getting in is, oh no, I'm in half guard, I'm gonna get smashed. I'll probably end up there most of the time in my rules. And so I need to strengthen those weaknesses. Same thing with marriage, finances, career, whatever it is. If you're guided by fears, you're always gonna come from a place of lack. You're always gonna come from a place of uh, doubt and, and it's gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get there one way or another because that's what's in your head. And what you focus on becomes reality. So that's where your energy is going. That's where your focus is going. But if what you're doing with your vision is you're staying committed to this. How can I gain, you, you're walking out to the beach and getting more and more grains of sand by saying I can get there five days instead of three. You know, you're, you're looking at ways to improve your, your you know, gain, you know, credibility in your container. Other people are looking for ways of, hey, how can I fill up that container quicker without the work, you know? And that keeps you in that fear-based mindset. And when you, you shift to that, hey, incremental growth, daily present moment stuff, just like we were talking about with the cold bass, it brings you so focused in the moment. It's very present. You can't think about your worries and all that stuff because it's like the cold eliminates that for you. And I think there's something there that you can really learn about life if you see the growth that jujitsu gives you and just the mirror that it provides you can apply that in different ways so like man are you really doing this because you're afraid of something are you doing this because it's what you love and i think that's what you're sharing about man i would do this every day all day long when you find something like that you can understand that statement you can understand that when we come from a place of fear that's what's truly guiding us and a lot of times that's going to take us somewhere we don't want to go because that's why we're afraid but when we can come to some kind of understanding that, hey, it's understandable that anyone would be afraid of that, but here's what I'm focused on and this is what I'm going to do and what commitments I'm going to make and things that I'm not going to do to get me here. And you stay focused on what you want in that, it will keep you from getting into that survival mindset, that fear-based mindset and get you off track. And I think that had to take place for you to get from white belt to blue belt like you did. Whether you're aware of some of it or you learned it along the way, either way, some of that has to take place. And now how do we apply that to other areas of our life? Because it's jujitsu, you know, life and self-mastery, right? So how do we apply that to all those areas? That's how I look at it. Um, and that's yeah, why man. I use the analogies like I do, because those analogies help you kind of bring it to the forefront. It's all about awareness, right? That's, yeah. our, that's our strongest superpower is awareness. Yeah. And awareness in jujitsu is very powerful. You know, if you're paying attention, where are your hands? Where are your feet? Like, what are you doing with your legs? What is your opponent doing with their legs, their hands, their grips, you know? I've yeah. learned to start watching that. Like, start watching that, you know what I mean? And when you do that, yeah. then you're more aware of what's going on around you. And you're not like, oh, how did I get here again? You know, you're actually learning what's going yeah. on to transpire to get you to that position. But yeah. that's a little bit of a rant. I, I think, no, no, that was good. You're, first of all, man, let me commend you for being such an intelligent motherfucker. I appreciate you, man. 
All right. I appreciate that I have someone that I can bounce and mirror these things off of, you know, because not everybody sits and has these type of conversations, man. So that's good shit. Um, so uh, to touch on two points that you said, one, uh, yeah, as you keep as you go and you keep going and it's still not happening for me completely, but the game slowly starts to slow down. You know, it's it starts to slow down for you. And that's just from repetition. Like, because if there's a move you want to try and you're in the heat of the moment and there's, it seems like an easy move, but when you're in the heat of the moment, there's like six or seven fucking little details that you have to remember. And you don't remember that it's going so fast. Then afterwards you're like, ah, dang it. I should have, I was supposed to be blocking this arm and I was supposed to hook the leg before I did that. But when you're doing it, you don't think of that shit. But as you move along and you just keep going, shit slows down to where you can think of all, you're like, okay, I can, okay, this is what I have to do. And, and you kind of remember what you have to do. So yeah, paying attention to all those grips and shit and just paying attention and letting it stress you will eventually turn into you seeing the game slower as it unfolds in the heat of the moment, you know? So um, that's my first thought on that. And the other thing you said was, yeah, the grain of sand analogy and uh, how most people want the reward and somebody wants to, oh, I want to be a badass and choke people out or, yeah, I want to get my, my blue belt so I can say I did this. For me, I know that I know for a fact that jujitsu makes me a greater person, you know, and it makes me a better person and it makes me a more confident person. And I want to be, while I walk this earth, I want to be the best version of Jackson Gage that I can be. And that, that happens by me shedding all the insecurities and fears and doubts and things in my life. And so I've always just looked for things that put me in a position to be a better person. So for me, I'm in love with jujitsu because I know if I show up, I become a better person. And that has nothing to do with belts. You know, you can get rid of the belts. I like becoming great. You know, I like becoming a better person every day. So if you keep that mindset, whoever you are, you know, look in the fucking mirror and say, if I show up to jujitsu today, I'm going to be a better person today than I was yesterday. Fuck the belts, fuck beating people's ass and all that stuff. You know, that, that comes with it. That comes with the, the, the mindset that this martial art will transform your life, man. So for me, that's the mindset that I keep every day is like, fuck, I'm going to be a better person. Who gives a fuck? You know, yeah, I, I might suck at this or that. I might get smashed, but it's going to make everything in my life better. So let's just keep going. You know, and I don't know. You probably feel the same way about that shit, you know? Yeah, I, I, a lot of times because I'm always just like seeing my weaknesses and then I look and see how other people are reacting and, and doing things like, you know, you see guys get their stripes or whatever. And that's something my Academy does. So it's something I can use to kind of learn from. I remember when I got my first stripe, I was like, wow, you know, and then, it, and I started looking at the work it took to get the first one, the second one, the third one. And then I started watching other people like, um, get theirs and kind of like their reaction to it and what, you know, I've watched them and I've rolled with them and I know where they're at, you know, like as resistance towards me when I give, you know, when I roll with them. But for me, it's really learning a lot about myself and how we get caught up. Like I was, we were talking about the hurdles and the marathon or like the little things, the obstacles in the way as you're going towards your goal. And I think those um, ego kind of things are some of those obstacles. And, I, and I've learned a lot to, and I wonder if you've, you know, felt this along the way where you're like, man, when am I going to get promoted? What do I got to do? How much is this? You know, what do I got to do here? Um, learning to let that go is 
you know, there's just resistance. You know, I think in life you need resistance to to grow. And I think, you know, there's etern- there's internal resistance that we create, the stories in our head that we create about ourselves that we say we're not good enough. You know, all these other stories you got to work through to be able to show up and get on those mats. And there's the external resistance, which is life itself, circumstances, other people, you know, traffic, whatever it might be. And how we react to that resistance, like you were saying, with being able to do a move, you can drill the move and you're like, cool, I think I got it. You know, like I get the concepts. And then when you do it with resistance, I'm in a live role. It's another world. It's almost yeah. like, like, wait, what? Like, no, you don't put your arm there. You know, like, stop yeah, that. Uh-huh doesn't doesn't work or they do something that doesn't even make sense you uh-huh. know yeah and a lot of times mm-hmm. coach is saying like look and i got this yesterday when we were training i'm like wait a minute you what you're showing me is the fact that just because you showed me this move doesn't mean i need to do it immediately upon getting into my role you know mm-hmm. he's what he's showing you is like when they're they're pressuring towards you this is a move that would work but when they're pulling away from you don't do that move and yeah. i'm like okay see in my white belt brain i'm like I'm just doing the move and they're pulling yeah. away. The move isn't going to work. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. But this is yeah. the move. Do what I'm do, do what I want you to do so that I can do the move. And they're like, no, I'm going to give the resistance. That's beneficial for me. I'm not going to give you the resistance you want. Yes. And, and that's how life works. Life's like, Hey, this is the resistance with whatever higher power you believe God universe, whatever. I don't care. Baby mm-hmm. Jesus. It doesn't matter to me. The life creates resistance it creates circumstance and people that that it puts in your life to give you the resistance that life decides it's going to give you for you to evolve and what we need to do is eliminate the internal conflict and the internal resistance that we have inside of us that gets in the way of us just showing up in life and just showing up to our potential and i think what um you know there's that michelangelo quote where it's like he didn't you know to, to create that statue of David or whatever it was that he carved out. He's like, I just removed everything that wasn't him. And that's the statue that was there. You know, it's already in the marble, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, that's what we're trying to do in life. And in jujitsu is we're trying to remove what isn't us. Those doubts and those fears and that, those stories that are just like, we're telling ourselves like, oh, it's not this, not that. You know, those commitments that we make. It's like, I was talking to my wife about this. She, she said something <clears throat> last night where it's like something negative. And I'm like, hey, do you, you understand the concept of not immune disease, right? And she's like, she's a nurse. So of course she does. And it's like, <clears throat> when you do things that are not in alignment with like, like an autoimmune disease is attacking the body attacking itself. And so why would you say something negative about yourself? It's like, you're attacking yourself. Why are you doing that? You know? <clears throat> and I think that's so important in jujitsu. You learn like, man, going in every day and getting your butt kicked. It's like, okay, I can sit there and tell myself how bad I am, or I can go, you know what, you did this one thing, you're getting this grip, or you're doing this right, and what can we take away, or what can we do different that would just add to that little bit of success that gives you a little bit more, and keep building those grains of sand, how can we find that, you know, find the resistance, the resistance there is to teach you something, there's a silver lining to it, there's a benefit to it, there's a blessing in it, find that, but don't sit there and, and go with the resistance and go, okay, this resistance means I'm not good enough. Because that's never the case. You're, you're infinite potential meeting resistance. What are you going to do with it? You know, and I think that's important to <clears throat> apply to what we're talking about because that's where you find the self-mastery. That's where you find the benefits of the 
resistance and the challenges we face in life, you know, and yes. then we can let go of that need for survival because we're all facing resistance at all times. So now we can let that fear of that go, stop being led by fear and really step into our vision and step into the benefit of the incremental growth and the process, you know, fall in love with the process. And I think that's where we get caught up as we see conflict as negative, but in jujitsu, it's like without the conflict, none of these moves would make any sense to us. How much of what you knew on the first day you started jujitsu actually makes sense now as a blue belt, but without the training and the rolling and the injuries, probably that's an added benefit. There's a silver lining to the injuries as well. Um, you wouldn't know how to apply it, so to speak, because it's a different world when the rubber meets the road, so to speak, where you actually have to roll with someone, you know, a higher belt. Like there's some like two strike, three strike blue belts where you roll with them. Like none of this works, like, you know, and or yes. sometimes I can kind Tell of hold it. them off a little bit. You know, I can just hold them off a little bit longer yeah. with rubber guard. I can just hold them in that position longer now, but really eventually they break through. And it's just like, okay, you're just learning little things a little bit at a time and improving, you know? And I, I don't know what you can take away from that, but I think a lot of that is important when you're trying to, trying to grow during resistance and seeing, you know, the internal conflict and the, the overall resistance of life is there to be a benefit, not a, not a hindrance, just like with rolling, we'll go to class. It's not, it's not a bad thing that we're getting our butts kicked. It's there to teach us something. Yes. No, that's a, you make a perfect metaphor, you know, perfect uh, analogy, you know, for life, because the majority of people that I've observed, I think it's a different, you know, that's one of the things, you know, are you successful or are you not successful? Success, Winston Churchill, you know, success is moving from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And when most people meet resistance in their life, like you said, they accept the resistance and a lot of times they'll, they'll just change directions or they'll give up on what they're doing. That happens like quite often with people. The first, the first sign of resistance, you know, they're like, oh, well, uh, maybe I should try this or maybe I should give up and do this, you know? And uh, yeah, with jujitsu, you're showing up to like knowing there's gonna be resistance and you come to realize that the resistance, like you just said, and this is for life, man, the resistance is what is going to get you to where you want to go you know there has to be resistance on that path or else you're never going to get there because the resistance is going to mold you into the person you need to be to get to that fucking vision that you're that you're working on you know damn it there's a marcus aurelius quote about fucking resistance and i can't think of it right now dang it oh no he says uh it, where he talks about how the obstacle is the way you know yeah i forget that quote but that's what we're talking about right now you know like the op wherever the obstacle is that is the way that you should be should be walking you know i got a buddy who started a youtube he was all pumped up super freaking charismatic dude hilarious always has everyone laughing and I, i'm always saying motherfucker you could if you would just put yourself out there consistently you you could have a huge following you're hilarious man you know i'm always dying laughing everyone around this guy's always laughing well he starts a youtube channel with his buddies they do one video and they didn't get the reactions they wanted, so they fucking quit, you know? And so then that's when I said, hey, come to jujitsu, motherfucker, you know? Because I don't like seeing people quit, but it's common in our society, man. Quitting is, you know, because people don't want to face failure. And it's rampant you know? in jujitsu. I was just talking to a coach about a buddy that I invited to jujitsu that quit. You know, he signed up for a year and all that, and he didn't make it a year. And, and, and I was just reading in a book, actually this book right here. <laughs> 
Which one? Uh, the psychology of psychology money. of money. Oh wow! Teach me. Amazing William. book. Teach um, me. Sometimes he was reads talking books about, and I don't read it, but I have him tell me about it. Okay, go ahead. What was he talking? He was about? talking about uh, Warren Buffett and how he made a he he's worth like eighty four point five billion dollars or something, and he made a majority of that money after he is sixty five and retired or whatever. So, like he made the the one point four billion for the first you know 40 years he was investing and then all the compound interest caught up and it made all the other after that so to speak yeah. so the next 10 years he made all the other and it was just showing like most of the time our society focuses on big successes or big wins or whatever it is and so everyone thinks that's what got those people there but really what it was was a consistent effort over a long period of time with a few very high successes you know that ended up overwhelming the 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 failures along the way because even like he they were talking about investing with him it's like you know out of 10 stocks that he buys eight are like mediocre or not good at all one is like extraordinary and one one was like pretty good you know yeah. but one out of 10 because it was like 400 percent above all the others made up the difference of the the eight out of 10 and yes. really it's usually the tailwinds or the small things that really excel in life that make you succeed in, in, in most areas. And that's applicable to every area of your life. And so what he was saying is, is out of like the 21,000 stocks that he invested in, a hundred of them were fantastic and made him all his fortune. So that's like 1% was what mattered. Yeah. And I think and that's what you need to learn is like, stop judging your comparing your successes or your your right choices compared to like Warren Buffett so to speak because he's had 80 years of investing to do that like he literally started investing when he was 12 years old and he's like 89 now you think he's on it it's like a, a ladder if I'm on rung 89 of the ladder and you're on rung 13 don't you think our perspective and our viewpoint is going to be different and if you were only focused on like, okay, where's the next rung? Like, where's the next like step up this ladder? If I can just focus on that and get there, you're going to make more progress. And instead of being like really down and out about what, where you're at, you know, and really it's the small things that make the biggest difference. I've told my daughter that in gymnastics forever, smallest things make the biggest difference. And I think that's where we all get off track. We all like, Ooh, one setback and like, Hey, that's just one more incremental piece of sand that's got us you know a step closer to our goal whether it's a failure or success or whatever it is yeah it might be viewed by others differently but that's not what we're looking at we're looking at the overall and i think that's where we can see value in the resistance and the struggle of life and the, the challenges that come our way if we have the right mindset the right perspective and we let go of the stories that don't serve us we don't need to be an autoimmune disease against ourselves you know and, yeah. and work against ourselves mm -hmm. it's and where do you think jujitsu's impacted you in a way that makes that true for you like what has resistance or what has jujitsu taught you about resistance and the struggles of life over the last two years because that's some whether you're injured or not we were always talking about jujitsu we always had the the focus of it um because i was training and you were like man i miss training i remember it you know mm -hmm. so what did you think resistance has taught you about that like uh, or jujitsu has taught you about the resistance and and has allowed you to apply that in life, like to focus on the small stuff? Um, well, 
with jujitsu, there's especially when like as you move along, it goes away a little bit, but there's always a lot of resistance, especially in the first part of your like white belt. You know, even the first that whole well fuck that whole year, there's resistance. I mean, there's some nights where it's it's a jujitsu, it's a training night, and as much as I love it, and as much as I know what it does for me, I'm like, oh man, I could just fucking cook myself dinner stay home, relax a little bit, you know, that that's always in my mind, like, man, fuck that. I start thinking of excuses, you know, and that's resistance, stopping you from doing what you love. And no matter what you love, there's going to be that resistance. And um, I mean, it's pretty simple for me that I've just, it sounds simple, but it's a big lesson. It's just fucking don't let the resistance get you man you know when when it, when there's something in your head telling you like don't do this uh make excuses you know let go of excuses excuses are horrible you know like that's a weak way to live life making excuses you know a lot of people have excuses um but when those excuses come up or that resistance comes up you just push it aside and go do what you said you're going to do that day one one way to do that is to plan your day ahead of time, you know, plan your day. Tomorrow's Monday. I will be at jujitsu class at 530. Even though like I hurt my arm today, I will be there at 530 in my sweat, sitting on the mat next to fucking professor, watching him teach, you know, and I will be there. Now that I've made that decision, no matter what resistance comes in between that, I've told myself I'm going to be there and I don't let anything get in my way of that goal for the day. So, I mean, that's a very simple lesson, but what I've learned is because in the past, maybe I have made excuses on things and shit, you know, maybe I have put things aside, but now it's like you, the first person you have to be honest with, man, and keep integrity with is yourself and uh, nothing else good is going to happen in your life if you can't be honest with yourself. So for me, it's like, that's what, what jujitsu is, is really teaching me. I mean, I've, I've set other goals in life and, and, like Warren Buffett, man, learning is a lifelong, it's a lifelong fucking journey, getting good at being a human, you know, mastering yourself. It's what we're here for. We're here to master ourselves on the time that we're here on earth. Our journey should be, how can I be the best me, you know, and um, you learn along the way. And I think as you, as you move along, if you keep climbing that ladder, cause some people stop, man, they're climbing the ladder and they get to a certain point and they're like, Hmm, this looks like a fucking good vantage point. I think I'll stop. I think I'll stop learning. I think I'll stop fucking challenging myself. I'm just going to eat good food, take this nice paycheck. I have get a car that impresses the people around me, get a house and, and I'll be here and I'll be happy. As long as everyone around me thinks I'm happy and successful shit, I'll even put some happy pictures up on Instagram to make people think I'm happy. You know, make people think I have a great fucking wife and life and shit, you know, but that's not real. And, and if you stop there, you're basically wasting your time here on earth. You know, you're wasting your fucking this beautiful chance you have to evolve your consciousness and your spirit. You're fucking wasting it, you know, by doing some shit you don't really want to do just to impress the world, man. You know, and God's work or the universe work for you is evolving your soul, man, is, is working towards something great, which is you working toward greatness within yourself. So if you can't be the first step to that, man, is like I going back to what I was saying is having integrity, man, having integrity and being honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to look yourself in the mirror and say, is this the fucking life that I want to live? Is this the fucking life that I want to live? Is all of my dreams, 
I reached my fucking goals? I have a list of things I want to do in life. Have I done them all? If if the answer is yes, then good for you. But I feel like I, in in my life, I, I will constantly be looking for ways to improve. You know, and uh, the way to do that is just stay honest, man. Stay honest with yourself. Don't lie to yourself because lying to yourself can take you to a very unhappy place in life. You know, it will lead you down the wrong fucking road lying to yourself to, to please the world, man. So I don't know how I got on that rant, but I, I feel like well, it had some value to it. It brought up for me, like, if you really look at what's kind of funny is this journey we've been on since we got on that same team together and as mm-hmm. cops to like going through, like remember being injured and being out, we were on the way out of the department. Like our focus on the way out of that department to me was, you know, on the journey we've been on of growth, like personal development has been a part of that journey the entire time, but how we applied it and the the perspective that we had about life itself um, has shifted, if you ask me, because like you said, you know, people see paychecks and material things, which come from paychecks. When you have more money, you can buy the car, you can buy the house, yada, yada, yada. Um, So money is like a motivator for a lot of people, but that can lead you down a path that isn't um, sustainable or fulfilling. So on the journey when we first left the department, we needed to replace that income that we had, so to speak, because we were everything was based off of money motivators, so to speak. It was is is that's what we kind of saw the way of life as that was a viewpoint we had at that time because our personal development was at that level. So you know, and that's what we were coming from that cop mindset. We had money, car, whatever. You know, it was a good paying job. Um, but now in life, I don't look at money when I look at fulfillment. I don't look at like, Hey, what makes me happy in life? It isn't the things that I buy with money. It's more of my family, my relationship with you, jujitsu, all these things. And I'm not saying money is bad. So don't get me wrong there. Money is a, a moral. It doesn't have, doesn't care what you do with it. It's what you do with it makes it be whatever it is. But my point is, is, you know, I remember we, we like, we started learning about network marketing and different things that we did along this journey to keep growing. And we tried different things that we were learning. And it's kind of funny to see where we're at now, where it's come full circle and we see the world totally different. We're not so focused on money. We're focused on freedom. You know, we're not focused on what we can buy. We're focused on like how we can grow ourselves, you know, non-materialistically. Cause there's no, like, you know, I get these injuries. I get, you know, the injuries you've gained through jujitsu. There's no like financial gain of that. But there's a deep, uh, fulfilling understanding of yourself, being able to stand in front of the mirror and be honest with yourself because you know what you've gone through, uh, through resistance and in, in, in jujitsu. And another thing about that is like, why do we expect the world and the, our loved ones and people to support our vision and our dream all the time? When you share, hey, I want to, you know, start my own business, do this, and you're shocked or you're expecting other people to say, yeah, you should do that, right? How much resistance, how true, how reflective is the resistance that you get when you go on the mats to what you got from the world when you started your own business with the supplement company? You know, did you get people just cheering you on and screaming your praises? Or did you like get almost nothing but resistance the entire time? Nothing but very resistance. reflective of what jujitsu is. Because when I go on there like, hey, I'm trying to work rubber guard. No one's letting me do that. It's like, hey, dude, yeah. can you just let me work this and stop resisting me? I wouldn't really learn. It's their resistance to what I'm trying to do that teaches me what I need to know about myself to be able to, to make it happen. 
Does that make sense? What I'm trying to explain? No, yeah. And can it you apply that to what sense. it's taken for you to start that business? Like there's internal resistance and external resistance. Would you say that's true? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, I had two thoughts there. As far as the business aspect, like the supplement, the Amazon supplement company that I have going, like, yeah, there was a ton of resistance with that. And I would say that being a part of jujitsu is what got me to the point of going through all the fucking steps to get a product created and everything that goes with that, a lot of fucking work and put on Amazon, you know, because just in this two years of jujitsu, I've learned what I've heard a lot of successful people talk about is that, you know, if you continue on, you'll get to where you're going. If you don't quit, quitting is the only real failure, you know? Quitting is the only real fucking failure in anything that you're doing, you know? And, and I mean, unless like, I mean, if you, if it's a bad relationship or something and you, you, sometimes you need to quit and switch directions for your own good. And you gotta be the, you have to determine what's best for you in your life. But um, yeah, man, with the, with the business, it's just the same as, everything now is the same as jujitsu. Everything I try is the same. Okay. With the expectation of, like I got, I got my daughter a bow and I'm getting into bow hunting and shooting bows, compound bows. It's a fucking very difficult uh, endeavor. It's very difficult. It takes a lot of fucking work and skill. But now my mindset is, okay, I'm starting something. That means I'm a fucking zero stripe white belt at this. And the way I get good is to do it a lot, you know, do it a lot and you'll get good at it. Don't quit because you suck, you know? And, and that's yeah. the same with the, with the, the other thing I thought of when you were talking was the resistance from your training partners. Like, so for me, I'm, I've been working on half guard, as you know, and I've been working on it for a while. I know that if I put myself in guard, eventually it won't get past and I'll get good at it. And the hard part is I can play open guard and use my athleticism and, and try to pass guard and start on top. And I won't get smashed, but half guard is a position where you make one mistake, they get head control and you're getting, even if they're in your half guard, they flatten you out, you're getting smashed. You know, that's half guard. If you don't play it right, you're going to get smashed. And uh, so every night going into jujitsu, I'm like, God, I'm working on my half guard. Fuck, do I really want to work on my half guard? Because I know what's going to happen. This motherfucker is going to pass it and I'm going to get smashed, you know? But in between that, eventually... I'm going to fucking get it, you know? Eventually, when I get this shit, all that getting smashed is going to pay off because no one's going to pass this motherfucker and I'm going to be sweeping people like butter because I put so much time into it, you know? And uh, the shitty part is I, uh, I've, I've reached a point today, the dude who always passes my half guard, he's a big blue belt. He's like probably about 15 pounds big. He's probably like 220, big dude, good. His specialty is fucking passing the goddamn half guard, you know? So I always play half guard on him and he smashes the fuck out of me. Well, today I got him and uh, I've been working with my professor on half guard a little bit, you know, and he's been giving me some tips. So I got him in half guard, the big dude. And I, uh, and this is just some encouragement. If you're getting smashed in the same position all the time, don't quit. Keep working on that motherfucker. You're going to get really good at it. And I got to the, I got him in the half guard. I'm like, I'm working what I'm supposed to be working, keeping the body position, blocking the right places. I'm like, fuck, he's not passing me right now. For the first time, he's not passing my shit. And and I'm like, it's fucking working. So my confidence came up because that's the first time I've been working half guard this whole fucking time where it worked as a guard. 
you know, it fucking worked. This good, our best half guard passer couldn't pass it. Then next step was getting the fucking underhook, which I can never get on him. Professor said, got the fucking underhook. I, I switched my feet and I was bending his leg for the sweep. I'm like, God damn it. The shit in my mind, I'm like, fuck, okay, this shit works. The, it's, I've been trying this for fucking seven months every day. It's working right now. And I had the whole position, man. Even my professor was like, oh, shit, you got it, Jackson. Got it. You tell me what to do. Then I, then I reached over and fucking hurt my... It's like the universe is like, okay, yeah, you almost got that fucking position, but now you're going to be injured for four weeks, you know? But the point of what I was saying there was that just if there's something you want to get good at, don't get discouraged. Keep fucking doing it over and over and over and over and over. Watch videos on it. Talk to people about it. Ask them how they passed it. Ask them how they did this. Pretty soon, you're going to get, you know... Bernardo Faria on one, I think I told you, but I'll just share it on one of his uh, BJJ Fanatics videos. He was talking about how he play, he plays half guard a lot because it suits a big dude, you know? And uh, he was just saying he practiced it so much in rolling and that when he starts a fight, he pulls directly to half guard because, you know, he said, I've, I've, if I practice it 10,000 times and I'm going against a guy who's only practiced it 500 or 1,000, you know, I'm going to win that battle every single fucking time. So it's very, jujitsu is like, you never stop learning. Like there's always new shit, you know, new, not moves, but just new like light bulbs going off in your head, you know, like, fuck, I didn't know this, you know, and uh, concepts that was, yeah, new concepts and shit. But today was a great day because the shit finally worked. God damn it. Hallelujah, motherfucker. The shit worked. Now I want to use the motherfucker and I got to sit and watch, you know, because I hurt my arm doing that shit. So, but it's just the way the universe works, man. Anyhow. Yeah. And, yeah. and that that's, for me, that's what it's like. Stop trying to um, negate or get rid of the very thing that is giving you the experience you need to be able to get to the outcome you're desiring. So mm -hmm. through comparison, through self-doubt, whatever it is, all these different methods of uh, internal resistance, we're eliminating our possibility of success by deciding that we shouldn't ha or having an expectation or a desire or a want of, hey, I don't want it to be this way. I don't want someone to tell me I can't do it. I don't want someone to not believe in my vision that's personal to me. And that, that was my point is like, man, I don't want someone to just give me the position. We talked about this where someone that you roll with just doesn't even try. And you're like, well, I don't learn anything from this. Like, this doesn't help me. It's give me the resistance that I don't expect when I'm trying to do the position I'm trying to do. And then I'll learn to adapt, to evolve, to overcome and to gain, uh, you know, gain confidence and in my own abilities and my own potential. And I'll get better because of it. So don't ask life not to give you resistance in the form that's going to randomly give it to you. And it's the same thing with this podcast, right? You're there. A price must be paid. So what is it? We have to spend time in here on this podcast together, recording these episodes to be able to get. And it's like that thing you sent me with Joe Rogan. He posted about his very first podcast and they're sitting there together and they're trying to muddle their way through it. And that was years ago. And now he has one of the greatest podcasts ever. Right. Yes. So who knows what the outcome will be? Who knows what in most people that that doubt you in the beginning they'll tell you yeah but you're just screwing off you and your buddy are just talking about jujitsu no one's going to listen to it no one's going to care very well might be the case overall for other people but for us it's we got to have gained some kind of knowledge and reflection and awareness from doing these podcasts that made us better people 
not to mention made us better at jujitsu by encouraging each other and reminding each other of certain aspects of what we've learned along the journey, right? Documenting our journey makes us more aware of that journey, pulls, you know, the treasure that we've gained from it and reminds us ourselves and each other of it. You know, there's value in all this stuff. It's just, what are you looking at? What are you expecting and desiring and wanting? And where's your focus? You know, where's your attention? Where's your awareness? And I think that's what, you know, we need to start, you know, understanding out of this journey of life is, man, the resistance and the doubts and the, the haters or whatever you want to call it, it's all supposed to be that way. Stop fighting that or stop letting that dictate what your story means or where you're at in your story and, and if that's okay or not. That's where I'm starting to learn is like, wait a minute. And I and one thing I, I talk about my wife or my marriage a lot because I, I swear to God, like marriage is like uh, jujitsu. You got to get your black belt in it. And man, the roles are tough. You know, the lessons are hard, you know, along that journey for me anyways. And and I was talking about no matter what, no matter how much I'm struggling, how frustrated I get, I feel like I'm inching a little bit closer. I'm learning how to be a better husband and partner for my wife. Like, man, babe, I know I get frustrated, but I swear, I feel like I'm inching closer and closer to you. We're going to, we're working together better than we were six months ago. So no matter what we go through, we have some hard days, we have some challenges, we have some disagreements, we're getting better every single day. That's where your focus should be. That's where your belief should be. That's where your, your internal system should be set to, to allow you to continue through this journey through injuries, through rolling with, because we all roll against partners that are just going to smash us. Like, and I told you the value of rolling at the advanced class, because now that I'm going to go to that tournament, I get to go to the advanced classes, even though I'm not a blue belt. Um, man, are those rules challenging. They're so hard. Those guys are so good. Even if I do good, I end up getting my butt kicked more because I did good against the higher belt. So they're like, oh, really? Okay. Boom. And they start kicking your butt more. You know, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. crap. Yeah. I started uh-huh. getting them in a bad position. And they're like, all right, white belt. Boom. And they start whooping my butt more. I'm like, oops, shouldn't have done that. You know, but <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, the more you're around higher level people, people that are pushing themselves further than you knew you could push yourself, people that have tapped into the, the benefit of resistance and have lifted their potential a little higher than you've listed, man, it takes you and pushes you without you even being aware of it almost just to a higher level. Like it's yeah. worth pushing yourself, stretching yourself in areas that you're just not ready for. Cause I am not ready for advanced classes. <laughs> I'll tell you that mm-hmm. one. Cause it's like, I'll do double classes. So I'll do the beginner class and then do advanced class right after. And we'll, we'll work on like a single aspect of a single move in the beginner class. And then I do that class and then we go to the advanced class. Man, we do three or four different moves and positions from three or four different moves in the advanced. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. We're not doing a single aspect of a single move. We're doing like three or four different moves and we're tying them all together. I'm like, yeah. this is a different level. Like there's a reason it's called advanced class. And I'm like, I get it, you know? So there's, there's levels to life. There's levels to this journey, but I'm telling you, it's all about the conflict that we create in ourselves and that the universe puts in front of us through circumstances and people that are in our life or that are come into our life, like you and I, and whatever we've been through with being cops or whatever we've gone through, those are things to teach us and help us. There's just an opponent that we needed to give us the resistance we need to figure ourselves out to become better, to grab that grain of sand. It's like that stoic quote, like chop wood, carry water. That's all we're doing day in and day out. And you just do a whole lot of it, standing up, laying down. That's what we do every day. 
Like we wake yeah. up, we do our stuff, chopping wood, carrying water. But it's the water that you're carrying and the wood that you're chopping, like the specific disciplines that you're doing that matter overall long term. Yeah. That's what really matters. Like where yeah, are you putting yeah. your effort and your energy? Yeah. Um, and speaking of the uh speaking of the podcast, um like how you were saying, you know, we need to make time to do the podcast. And if uh you said something about if if we like if nobody listens to it or if a lot of people listen to you talking about like Joe Rogan's thing, uh, oh you just on there messing around with your buddy or whatever you said. And uh that's exactly what we're doing. You know, we're taking our conversations that we fucking have throughout the week and we're sitting face to face and sharing it with people. This is the same shit. If you don't know, this is the same shit we talk about back and forth throughout the whole week. We have these conversations. And, uh, you know, to me, us doing this, it's something I love doing. I wouldn't have these conversations with you throughout the week. The conversations in itself, speaking with somebody else who has the same type of mindset on things is something I'm passionate about. So I enjoy speaking with you throughout the week. So I don't like it doesn't matter really who listens to this shit or any of that. You know, it's more like, hey, I'm fucking doing another thing that I like doing. I do jujitsu. I love doing that. Oh, I'm making this podcast. I really enjoy this. This is fun for me. There's no outcome. It's not outcome based. It's hey. I get to talk with William for an hour or two on fucking Sunday and then we get to share it and shit, you know? So, and I think that if that's the mindset that you need in anything that you do, if you don't have that mindset, then you're going to struggle, you know, because the outcome-based mindset is. Even the resistance to this, you know, like, even if there's just two buddies talking for a couple hours every week, like there's things that get in the way of that. Yeah. So, there, there's kids, there's time with my wife, there's this, that, and the other. Like I could be sitting on the couch napping or whatever, you know, I could do a hundred different things, but I decide to do this because this chopping wood and this carrying of water doing this experience in life makes me a better person. And so I, I, I choose to face that resistance in this way. I choose to sit down and chat with you. And that's what we got to be. And that's could be the theme of this kind of episode is like, resistance it's the way you look at it that matters it's not the resistance itself because whether you get smashed by it whatever it is but if you can take some value out of that resistance and go okay i got smashed like you do in jujitsu uh but i did this correctly or i didn't put the frames correctly so i'm going to stop doing my frames incorrectly i'm going to do it this way same thing with life like hey there's resistance in every aspect of my life that's the whole point like life is doing us a favor we got the potential we just need to learn how to use it. The only way we can learn how to use it is through the resistance that we're being given. And so now I can start to learn how to put these concepts into play and actually learn hands-on experience learning of putting them in a, you know, to work in my life. And that's all we're talking about. And it's removing the bullshit that gets in the way of us understanding and viewing the resistance correctly to give us the life we desire, you know, the outcomes we desire, the, just the fulfillment internally that we desire. Because it's all yeah. truly everything you want in life is to give you a certain feeling. You know, why do you want a blue belt? Why do you want a black belt? It's like, man, I want to feel like an honest uh, reflection of myself that is authentic. I want to know what that feels like. I want to know who that man is. And that's a driving force internally, intrinsically, not externally motivated by, oh, I want money. You know, it's never going to get you there because just picking up a grain of sand at a time 
you need some intrinsic motivators and an intrinsic way of viewing resistance to allow you to work through what has to be worked through. Yeah, That's how I view it. And I think that's a good point to this episode and a good closing point, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's very valuable because resistance is, is there to serve us. It's there to help us re-evolve. And I think yeah. you, you've definitely faced some resistance on this blue belt journey. And I think hopefully we got to highlight that in this episode because for one, we deserve to highlight it for you because that's an amazing accomplishment and I'm super proud of you. Um, you. It's so inspiring to me. Um, and it just motivates me more to do this podcast more and to do more jujitsu to just better myself, you know, so that I can, you know, live into that example and that image of someone who dedicates themselves to something and a journey that we, you know, thankfully you helped me start, um, you know, along with my wife and her encouragement and, and, and the sacrifices my family's made to make this possible for me and the effort that my coach has put in and all my training partners have put in. It's just an overall journey that you've got to experience and all the guys you've got to be close to, to, to grow yourself to a blue belt. It's amazing, man. And it's inspiring for me. I just want to be a part of that journey, uh, not only on this podcast, but in jujitsu itself and see what it makes of us, you know, and it's exciting that we get to document it in the way that we are so authentically and like i said if it's no one but us and maybe our grandkids someday hear this that's worth it to me you know because exactly. they're going to get a, the realest versions of who we truly are uh, through this you know clips of these episodes or whatever so very yeah. excited man and and that's that's um you know we got to get going here pretty quick but um yeah that's that's what it's about man like if like this this podcast you know you want to you want to live forever man you, you you leave something here that's valuable to people through the things you're passionate about you know and i think we talked about it the other day just a podcast like this you know in 50 years one of your grandkids like i just think to myself man what if i had a fucking video journal of my fucking grandpa's he owned a, he owned the only pharmacy. He was a pharmacist. He owned the only pharmacy in Clovis in like the fifties and shit. Right. What if I had like a reality show or of just video of him talking about his life and his daily life and the things he was passionate about, how valuable would that be to me? You know? And I don't, but like us creating this shit right here, we, we are, this is something of valuable, valuable treasure. That's better than any money you could ever leave to your family. You're leaving your, your truth and your philosophies on life and the value that you bring while you're here on earth, you're leaving that for your family, you know? So that's, that's one of the, that's why I love doing we'll shit. Like this podcast. We'll have to edit out the uh, part you said in the beginning with the uh, giving up, you know what, to go train. <laughs> so, so our oh, grandkids okay. don't hear that part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I want them, I want them to know how dedicated I am, you know, they, they yeah. can see it. You know, well, um, your grandsons will be like, wow, man, that's impressive. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's okay. They'll hear it. But, uh, oh, yeah. Got the. uh, Someone's trying to peek in. Folks in Karochi. Yeah. (laughs) Right on. Well, I guess we can, uh, we can kind of call this one then, man, if you're, if you're feeling like it, if you have nothing else to, to bring. I I do want to say real quick, and, and we can, you can add whatever you want, man, but. Before I forget, you can follow me on Instagram at The Increase Life. You can follow William at The Will Dennis. This is episode number nine. I think when we get to number 10, we'll start figuring out ways to share it onto uh, the Instagram page, Soul Rollers. So um, also check out my, uh, we talked about it earlier, my supplement company. Um, 
increasenaturals.com. And if you go to that link, increasenaturals.com, you can get 20% off our immunity blend, which is our first product, fortify your immune system, especially if you're training jujitsu. You want to keep that thing strong. So get all those vitamin, you know, vitamin D3, vitamin C, magnesium, zinc, elderberry, um, echinacea, cordyceps. That's all in that one product. So it's perfect for a jujitsu player. Um, but yeah, other than that, just tune in. If you have any questions, hit us up so we can answer those questions for you. And um, yeah, anything else you want to add, William? Any closing statements? Anything? Yeah, just one like concept uh, before we go is I read in this book and then we talked about Joe Rogan. Um, Chris Rock was in this book where he talked about his story. Like they go and they do these specials on on Netflix and all this stuff where it's like, wow, so amazing. But they didn't like what most people don't talk about is all the times that they, they go at 11, 12 o'clock at night and they go do like these small shows at these small little comedy stores and they practice all their jokes and they're slowly eliminating the ones that don't get really that many laughs and they're really they're not that good of a show. It's not like good act. Like they don't do very good. Like the crowd doesn't laugh at all of them. And so they're just taking notes on all the ones that the crowd laughed at and all the ones that didn't work. And they're, they're just eliminating them 40 or 50 times. They do show after show after show. And no one knows about that because all the people are just waiting for the Netflix thing to come out. So all they're seeing is success, success. That's all they're seeing, but they they don't understand the underlying hard work that those people are putting in, these professionals are putting in, you know, behind the scenes that makes that success possible so there's a lot of work that led you to get your blue belt and i think with this podcast we're highlighting that and i hope that's what people are seeing and they're not falling prey to oh well he just must be better than me or this and that that that's why he got this success or he did this i think that's so important like i said resistance is there to make us better so let's all get better together and, and keep this going and episode 10 is coming i can't wait to get that one going and yeah i know man uh, i'm excited yeah. man we get that done, we can start figuring out a logo and shit. I'm really pumped about that. So yeah, um, yeah, man, just uh, just keep showing up, keep keep training, and and just keep showing up in jujitsu and in life, man. You just just keep showing up. Wake up and fucking realize that you have greatness inside of you, and that you can do anything you want to do, and that there's nothing that can stop you but yourself, and that excuses are for pussies, and uh, just keep walking forward, man. You know keep moving forward and, and realize your, your visions and your dreams and your goals. It's possible for anybody, you know, just don't give up. Don't give in to resistance. Yep. So, yeah, awesome, man. man. All right, Thank bro. you for uh, being here. Thank you for sacrificing what you had to sacrifice to make this possible nine times now, nine episodes. Yeah, man. Exactly. You too, man. So uh, I feel blessed. We get to discuss this shit. I feel blessed. We found something we love doing and I feel blessed that there's somebody else who fucking likes to discuss it. You know what I mean? In this type, in this form. So yeah, we're life is good, man. Lucky people. Yep. So awesome, man. All right, man. All right, dude. Talk to Have you a good soon. Sunday, man. All right, I'll talk to you later on. See ya. See you guys. Yep.